Hello, everybody. Welcome to Singapore Leo's podcast, a lifestyle podcast covering everything under the sun happening on this big blue ball of ours. So hang back, relax, because here we go. Hi there, everybody. Um, I just want to take some time to share my thoughts on this ghosting affair, which has been happening, unraveling in real time in the past uh, couple of days. Now, um, Ghost, Mr. Ghosting, if you don't know, is one of the most well-known foreign um, executives in Japan, non-Japanese executives in Japan, at the helm of three major automotive companies. He basically came in in the 1990s and turned Nissan, Nissan's cartoons around. So, and there was even a comic version, uh, uh, a Japanese comic book written about him. So he was very revered um, at that time in Japan, but. Uh, any one of you who has spent time in Japan knows the Japanese culture, uh, the Japanese work culture is very rigid and foreigners are um, looked at with a very suspicious eye. Um, they don't tend to, uh, the Japanese corporate culture is not very accommodating for foreigners in general. So this guy has been at the helm of this Japanese multi-company CEO and suddenly one day the Japanese government um, arrests this guy on charges of under-reporting his pay etc etc and then and lo and behold and no surprise to anybody who is familiar with the Japanese judicial system he gets locked in for 109 days. Now I've seen reporting um, about people saying, "Well, he was a swindler. He swindled the companies, etc., etc., etc." Well, to the untrained eye, that is what might appear to be the case. But if you look a little bit deeper within the context of the Japanese judicial system, the Japanese culture, and the Japanese uh, reverence for Nissan and the um, and a non-Japanese person at the helm of that company and what was going to happen just before Gosen got arrested um, I think one tends to cast doubt on the narrative being propagated by the Japanese government now um, I'm very careful here I, I do not obviously would certainly know uh, the exact um, truth because it hasn't been proven in court yet, but the facts on the ground do tend to cast out in the Japanese narrative. Um, according to Gosen, um, there was an internal coup to remove him from power because he was leading, he was moving Nissan and Renault into a full merger. Uh, Renault owns 45% of Nissan and Nissan owns 15% of Renault. And I mean, I'm a big admirer of Gosen's because of the work which he has done, and I'm not alone 
Punga. Um, he's somebody I look up to in my younger days. Um, somebody to emulate um, and his work ethic. So, I mean, he might be a swindler. He might have done financial crimes. I don't know. Um, but uh, and the other reporting which I heard today was that his trial is going to be delayed until April 2021. And that is the reason why he decided to, in a dramatic Hollywood-esque manner, um, extricate himself from Japan, from house arrest, and go to Lebanon. <sighs> so, I mean, my thoughts on this subject are, are quite complicated, really. Um, I mean, here is a guy, a legend in the automotive industry, coming in the 1990s, taking the helm of Nissan, turning it around, um, managing, uh, being at the helm of three major car companies, uh, three different work cultures, unifying them, or at least being the cement which pulls these three companies together. And suddenly he's embezzling money, a few million dollars, and he makes millions. That doesn't make sense. And, and so that's where I'm going to leave it. I think um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but the, the military precision with which he removed him, he was removed from Japan, points to a couple of things. One, the Japanese judicial system is very um, draconian in the sense that 90%, 97% of convictions in Japan the, the conviction rate of the Japanese judicial, judicial system is 97%, most of it by confessions. And access to lawyers, access to family members, the, you know, the infrastructure where you are held if you are in custody, your rights, etc., are very... Um, are not what we are used to in the West. I mean, I'm not saying the U.S. judicial system the U.S. prison system is, you know, an example of how reformation and rehabilitation should happen. But uh, if you know anything about the U.S. prison system, the Japanese system is much, much worse. At least in the U.S., you have habeas corpus, you have your Miranda rights, you have, you know, your day in court, etc. The Japanese system, from what I've heard and seen, is much, much worse. And so um, I lost my train of thought there. So yeah, I think. Um, the Japanese either, because they kept him in confinement for 109 days, could not break him, he would not confess, he was fighting it, um, wanted him to leave, wanted, allowed him to, allowed him to leave by, you know, lax, by lax, by lax security and whatnot, so he could leave and the problem would leave their shores, basically. That's one scenario. The other scenario is he was held by a nation state or states because he holds Lebanese, French, and Brazilian um, uh, citizenship. Um, so, you know, um, either of these scenarios could be true. But I think I'm going to be watching the situation very closely. And I think we will definitely be bringing the subject up down the line. I think. It's for a real pity for Nissan and for Renault. Um, I mean, Gosen 
mm-hmm. you know, brought these companies where they are today, and to treat him with such disrespect—that um, is—that um, is emblematic of the power uh, struggle going on in those companies. And um, I mean, I wish them all the best. But but yeah, um, that is where the uh, situation is right now. Um, I think we're going to see much more from Gosen and hear from him next week. Um, um, and we'll see where that goes. Um, so yeah, um, that is the um, update and my thoughts on uh, the Gosen affair, which I wanted to share with you. Um, until we post a follow-up, that's all from me. This is Singapore Leo. Over and out.